0: Hello and welcome back to the Bargain Bin Movie Podcast, where sometimes I talk about a movie way too much. So there have been a couple of things that have come up, and that I've learned uh, since my Batman v Super- Batman v Superman review, and also a bit of a controversy that's happened. Uh, In between uh, then and now. So I just want to answer some of the questions that I had in my last uh, review, uh, add some things, and also address uh, this controversy. And this controversy uh, revolves around uh, a YouTube critic named Grace Randolph. Now, there have always been in the movie, you know, fan community, there have always been fanboys. Uh, people who love DC or they love Marvel. And sometimes there are people who only love DC or only love Marvel and they hate the other one. And um, they've always been a very vocal group, but they've never had a stage, really. But now Grace Randolph seems to have joined them and um she has a stage and she's using it um to to spread her uh conspiracy theory so uh she outlined her conspiracy theory in a video that uh, went out a couple weeks ago it was called um batman batman v superman box office versus rotten tomatoes critics reaction and breakdown and i'll put the link uh in the description or wherever i can uh, wherever this is released. And uh, first I want to say that I love Grace Randolph. Uh, I've been, well, maybe that's too strong of a word. I'm, I've am been subscribed to her for a very long time and I've been following her for a very long time, a uh, couple of years. And the reason that I follow her is actually because I disagree with her on a lot of things, she's like a flaming feminist and and uh, very like left uh, as far as uh, polit- uh, politics go, and she'll often bring that into her movie reviews and and her discussions, which you know kind of irks me a little bit, um, and even some of her movies, uh, her movie reviews, she'll be like, okay, I like this, where I didn't like that about the movie, but I subscribe to her because. With a lot of the other people that I listen to, I just agree with them way too much. So I needed somebody that I disagreed with in order to kind of balance it out and give me more of a rounded, um, you know, opinion, Help me help me round out my own opinion. And, or, you know, sharpen my own, sharpen my original opinion. And so, I... So, but now she's crossed over into this uh, fanboy, fangirl uh, sort of thing, and in her review, she outlines her her conspiracy theory, and the premise is this: there is a contingency of people on the internet that wants to take certain movies down, and she says that they started out with uh, with Pixels and with Fantastic Four and Gods of Egypt, and. Now they're trying their hand at a bigger budget movie, namely Batman v Superman. And they, they, they've realized they have this power over the industry that they can go online and rage and flame and, is that a verb? Um, <laughs> rage and just, just spew their venom all over the internet and create change in the industry. And um, you know make certain movies fail now uh reviews do affect they are starting to affect uh box office because you can go and you can look up a review before you go see a movie and it's really easy but to say that there is a contingency of people that are organized or seem to be organized and who have realized they have this power and they're systematically going through different movies uh in order to take them down because they have a vendetta against uh WB or against just these particular movies these particular movies being fantastic four pixels and and gods of egypt in her example um but are they good movies general consensus is no um and she says that you know in the past people have gone oh it's not a good movie okay i'm just going to move on But, and now people, you know, have to spew their venom about it. But, yeah, okay, sure. But in real life, they would have told their friends. But now they have the internet, so it just sort of, you know, helps them uh, spread the word a little bit easier. I just said that they didn't really have a stage, but I suppose that collectively they do, kind of. Okay, so, and she gives different reasons for why this is happening. First of all, maybe some people just don't like it, but in and while this is a valid point she invalidates this by saying and she shows her her hand by by giving reasons uh for not liking this movie that are ridiculous that uh and she kind of uh patronizes uh these people who have these opinions apparently um that some people want fun jokey superhero movies that they just They want them to be colorful and fanciful and whatever. And that the DC movies are just too dark and not what they want. And no one has... Okay, Superman... If anyone says that uh, Batman v Superman is too dark, they usually say, hey, Superman is a light character. And yet, you're turning him into Batman. Which I think is a uh, a valid argument because... Superman is a more of a happy-go-lucky guy in the comics and in pretty much all of his other media. And he was just really sad and boring and angry in this movie. Anyway, her second reason is they're not familiar with the current comics and video games and that they're not this mo- these movies aren't accessible to non-fans. Sure, yeah. But are non-fans really going to go see Batman v. Superman? Maybe out of curiosity, but that's that's not that's not an argument. And then, and she says that now they are trying to force uh, WB to make a movie that they will like, that they want. But that's how that's how this relationship works. The movie studio makes a product. And they try to make a product that we will buy. Because they're a business. So if we don't want it, we don't buy it. And that communicates to them that they're making the wrong product. They're, they're doing something wrong and they fix it. This is not us being, you know, bullying some poor guy on the street going, Give me what you want. No, this is a business that we're giving money to that is trying to put out a product that we will want. Okay, on to her second point. Oh, Here we go. Too many superhero movies. She's, she's um, saying that some people think there are just too many superhero movies. Now, I've heard from one guy, who knows a guy, that's ha- that has said there are too many superhero movies coming out. But I would say... That there are too many bad superhero movies coming out. There have been in the past lots of bad superhero movies, and maybe, sure, maybe if you don't want to see five superhero movies in a row, then don't go to don't go to the movies. That's that's gonna happen to some people, but that's a very small portion of people. Like I said, I've heard w- from one guy that he knows a guy who said that. And she cites like uh, Birdman uh, where Birdman is kind of uh, plays with the idea of of being a superhero and just of the idea of superheroes and kind of makes fun of it. But that's not why people like Birdman. They like Birdman because it's a good movie, which is kind of a theme in what I'm talking about here. They They like a movie. They talk about it on the Internet. They don't like a movie, they talk about it on the internet. The studio hears that and they see the box office and they predict what's going to happen next and they react to it. This is how business works. You make a product, it sells or it doesn't, and you fix the problem. Okay, on to number three, Revenge of the Press. Okay, she's saying that the press is uh, can be bribed, basically, by, uh, and she gives the example of ghost, uh, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, uh, flew out a whole bunch of critics to, like, Mumbai or Dubai or somewhere, and gave them a real nice weekend or whatever, and they had a nice trip around the screening of Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, and she says, uh, I say coincidentally, she says, therefore, this movie got good reviews. And she says, you know, and it was fine. It had its flaws. Notice, notice through the through the video, whenever the critics say that this is a bad movie, she says, oh, but can you see what it was trying to do? But when they say it was a good movie, she says, oh, but it had flaws. Now, you can't you can't. You can say both of those things, but you can't go. Okay, now I think this is a good movie because I can see what it was trying to do, and then say that this was a not so good movie, or was a bad movie, or it was overrated because it had flaws. It's it's a double standard here. She's going both ways. She's just trying to to disagree with the critics, either you know whichever way she needs to. And and the idea that the that the press is that the critics individual critics are that much that swayed that much by perks is ridiculous. You're not going to enjoy the movie more just because you enjoy the trip. You're going to enjoy the trip, but you're not going to enjoy those two hours if the if the movie is garbage. And I think I have a personal <laughs> belief that most people are honest, and especially in a professional uh, setting, you got to be honest otherwise people aren't going to are going to follow you they're going to they're going to smell a rat and they're going to um they're, they're going to leave you behind and because you're being dishonest oh and then she defends herself uh, she received a mystery box from DC and she says oh well I didn't open it until after I um uh, reviewed the movie and uh you know I've always you know I've gone to this movie premiere and I gave it a bad review and I didn't go to this one and I gave it a good review and uh, you know whatever sure I'm I'm sure that you're a um an honest critic but do you give that benefit of the doubt to other people no you don't and the last one is entertainment news equals fox news <laughs> that the entertainment news on the internet is going the way of Fox News, where they just where they only say good things about the movie. And of course, on you know Jimmy Fallon or friggin' uh, Jimmy Kimmel, they're not gonna say bad things about the movie because they want people to go out and see them. the The whole idea of a, of somebody being interviewed on one of those shows is to promote the movie. And also, the movie hasn't come out yet, so the you know generally or it's just come out. So they're not going to do spoilers. And most things that are bad about a movie are going to be spoilers if you talk about them specifically. And so I can see all of that being, you know, just fine. It's it's network TV. It's, that's how it works. But on YouTube there are there are spoiler warnings and you put that in the title and you're like, "Okay, this is a spoiler and I'm going to review the movie in a spoilerific way, (laughs) man, (laughs) that sounded a lot more fancy than I meant it to, um, and just, that just doesn't fit with YouTube, there are people, there are lots of people who give negative reviews to lots of different things, and some are even controversial where most people like it, and this guy doesn't, or, you know, the other way around, I just don't see it. (laughs) I don't see that at all. Okay, and then after after this, after she puts this out and whatever, that's maybe a week or two later, and she goes on Twitter, um, and she starts, you know, she continues to propagate this uh, conspiracy theory, and now John Campia. Is inserted into this situation. John Campia, the the creator of the first movie blog and the first movie podcast, and one of the most successful movie you know podcasts on uh on YouTube, you know, Movie Talk. Now it's Collider Movie Talk, and now he's doing his own thing with um uh, Complex Media and Comic Con. <clears throat> so he. He's he puts up on Twitter that anybody who thinks that uh, wait so he puts up on Twitter that anybody that thinks that critics are being paid off by Disney that they're crazy basically and Grace is sent this it's not this this tweet was not. Um, directed at Grace she was not mentioned in it uh, there was no <laughs> there was no hint to it other than he said that anybody who, who subscribes to this theory is crazy and she happens to subscribe to this theory and so people um, sent this to her and she sees it and she responds to it this can't possibly be about me because this that and the other thing and John is like yeah it's not about you <laughs> I've been saying this on you know, every platform that I have. I'm putting words into his mouth now. But he's, he said that it's not about you. And he has been saying this on every platform that he has, that this idea that people are being uh, bought off by Disney, bought off by DC, you know, if DC is buying off people, they're doing a horrible job. But this, he's saying that this idea is ridiculous. And so he says this on Twitter. She takes it as it's directed at, at, at her. And she starts firing back. She takes a picture of... And now this is stuff from uh, John Campia's video, which I will also link uh, wherever the description is. And he says that she took off... And this is on Twitter still, I think. And I've seen it. She took a photo of him and uh, his wife... At a, the Civil War premiere, and she puts up a bunch of dollar signs and a thinking face, like "Hmm, I wonder." So she is hitting him where he lives, hitting him in his um, uh, attacking his credibility and his honesty and his livelihood, and posting, uh, reposting a picture of his wife as well, and in the in the the video, he is like, he <laughs> he's very emotional toward the end of it. He gets really angry, and I disagree with a lot of, with with the way he handled it in handled it in the video because he called her like a psychopath and some names that just aren't necessary. But, um, he he fires back and says that this is not <laughs> this wasn't directed at you, and the this whole conspiracy theory is ridiculous and why are you you know attacking me? I didn't even ask to be in this situation. And like I said, I love Grace Randolph. I follow her on, you know, all of her all of her going's on on Twitter and and YouTube and I follow Campia and I don't subscribe to this ridiculous theory. And basically I just wanted to bring that up and and say that this this whole idea is ridiculous and her calling out specific people calling into question their integrity is just is just not cool um it's it's ridiculous and i'm i'm saddened and i'm and i'm really surprised that this is that this is actually happening Oh, and I found this wonderful nugget in the comment section of uh, Grace Randall's uh, original video. And it's from a guy called The Nudger. He says, The argument is so flawed. First of all, Pixels, Fantastic Four, and Gods of Egypt were not good movies. And BVS was good, not great. Which I totally agree with. And I am not in the industry, and I'm not a fanboy. Second, no one ever said, nor has it been proven... That the ratings and reviews always correlate to box office sales. Box office sales are driven by marketing more than anything, which I kind of agree with. With the most, with you know, with the 99%, but the definitely a lot of people look up reviews. Now, Batman V Super BVS has been hyped for years, so of course, the opening weekend it was going to do well regardless of what critics said on the Tuesday before. (laughs) Yeah. Also, look at Shawshank Redemption. The movie was high, the movie bombed at the box office, but was very highly rated and critically acclaimed. The thought that there is some conspiracy here to take down certain movies is ridiculous. Thank you, the Nudger. <laughs> <sighs> Maybe I should have just read his comment in the beginning. Anyway, on to collecting on that sweet Marvel check. Let's bash Batman v Superman. A little bit more okay I'll, I'll try not to I'll try not to bash it too hard all right so the a question that I had in my earlier review was was that guy the flash uh the guy that came through the the portal or whatever and was like it's, it's Lois and she's the key and you were right about him and whatever uh so yes it was the flash it was time traveling freaking flash and, um, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a thing that happened in a flashback, that was also a dream, and, okay, Batman definitely shouldn't kill, I have made up my mind on that, what's he gonna do if he ever runs into the Joker, has he always killed, is there a thing that happened, did he start killing after Robin died, Robin apparently died in this universe, uh, yeah, there's so many questions on that, and Batman is a hero. He has a code he doesn't kill. That's part of his character. That's a deeply integral part of his character. But no, in this, he's the freaking Punisher dressed as the Batman. Um, since my review, there has been a deleted scene that was uh, released... Um, that further highlighted the jumbled mess that this movie is. Um, sorry, I said I wasn't going to bash it, but I can't help myself. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a scene that was released that it, it was Lex in the, not Fortress of Solitude, um, the crashed sh- uh, Kryptonian ship. And he's basically sitting in, uh, you know, like a bunch of cranberry water. And, uh, he's looking at this giant, like, demon-like figure, and, uh, the demon-like figure has, like, these two cubes, and the cubes, like, dissolve, and then it disappears, and he turns around, and there's, like, like a SWAT team coming at him. And he's gonna arrest him, that's how he goes to jail. Um, so, what? (laughs) That explained how he got to jail. There was a SWAT team. Yeah, it's so and uh apparently it was steppenwolf like a or an uncle or a father to um dark side. and apparently that's also how um what's his face lex knows that dark side is coming uh and he knows that dark side is coming cuz he was like the the bell has already been rung they cannot be unrung and ding 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 and whatever Ah, uh, um, how it should have ended did a, uh, a good job with that. <laughs> I I won't spoil the joke, but how it should have ended Batman v Superman the end of it it's really good should look it up. Um, I think about that just to cheer myself up. Um, so but this scene is some people like it like, um, but. Keep in mind, these are people who actually know, oh, okay, that was Steff- Steppenwolf, and those were mother boxes, and this was, uh, le- all the stuff I just said, I had to learn from them, but none of that was conveyed in the scene. It was a dude looking at a demon in a cranberry pool with a SWAT team behind him. This is t- just random. Okay. Um, Superman could have saved all of those people in that freaking Senate building. If you watch The Flash... Okay, now compare The Flash and, and Superman. Superman can definitely fly as fast as Superman... Uh, ugh. Superman can definitely fly as fast as Flash can run. Um, and this... The Flash in the TV show is not even like a fully powered Flash. He's still learning. And... Okay, granted, Superman, same thing. But Superman in this movie went from... Hey, I'm hanging out in the U.S., with, uh, you know, Bruce Wayne and everybody at a party, and oh, now I'm in uh, where was he? Freaking Brazil or somewhere in Latin America or Mexico and in, like, the matter of 10 seconds not even 10 seconds, it was like, oh, where's Clark? Oh, there he is uh Superman is saving a girl out of a burning building in another country <sighs> So he could he, he could fly really fast, and his reaction time would be ridiculous. So why is it that when that bomb went off in the Senate, he just stood there? He stood there. Everything blew up behind him, and he was just, he just looked down and he was sad, and he floated away. No, he could I I could understand if he didn't save Scoot McNeary guy in the wheelchair but everyone else he could have saved he's fast enough for that then uh, how it should have ended uh, car- you know the superhero cafe what it, what does Superman say? oh what do I do? I you know something like whiz around and I fly around do- uh, dodging bullets and saving people do- bullets and explosions whatever that's what Superman does he saves people he's super fast he flies around he saves people. why? Why did he not do that in the Senate? I don't understand. It's, yeah. Um, some people didn't like the the intro to the Justice League. Um, the the whole Wonder Woman with the Quick Time videos and um, uh, everybody getting introduced on the screen that we're watching on a screen. Now, granted, that is a little ridiculous, but it didn't derail the movie, which for me makes it a win it was shoehorned in and it was a little bit weird like why was batman emailing uh wonder woman instead of like talking to her or actually investigating things or googling (laughs) uh white um what was it white panther white uh white hungarian i don't remember that that ship that he could have googled uh, that I should probably Google, but I'm not going to because I'm not Batman and I don't I don't need to know this information. Some people didn't like it. I liked it because it didn't derail the movie. Everybody got introduced real succinctly and we moved on. It wasn't like, you know, friggin' uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 where you'd have to cut out like so much of the movie to make it a better movie. Okay, that was just something that I disagreed with people online. Um, did I mention that Batman, that that Alfred is an idiot in my last review? Because he's an idiot. He is like, hey, Batman, why are you killing people? Why are you branding people? Shouldn't be doing that. And guess what he does? Alfred helps Batman do these things. He disagrees with with what he's doing, killing people, but he's helping Batman do it. What? I, I just I don't understand that the the last Alfred freaking walked out uh, because he thought that Bruce was going to hurt himself and kill it, get himself killed, but that's that's one guy right? Granted, someone he loves, but this Alfred is totally fine with someone he loves doing horrible things. That that does that doesn't make any sense. I like Alfred, and I like Batman. But the fact that Batman kills and that Alfred is okay with it breaks both of their characters. Doesn't make any sense for either of their characters. Okay, Um, there are dreams within dreams and three different storylines tied into this movie. Uh, One could argue there's four. Uh, Injustice and or um, the Flashpoint and then the Dark Knight. Returns, as well as the death of Superman. <sighs> and I may have said this before, but this seems like the writer uh, maybe read the wikis or <laughs> skimmed the comic books and was like, oh, that's cool, that's cool. Keep that, keep that. And just put them all into a blender and this movie popped out. Um, aren't we... And aren't we being a little bit hard on on Snyder? Um, because it seems like the writer was uh, that, that that it was the writer's fault that it's so jumbled. I mean, yeah, Snyder likes to make long movies and do uh, a an ridiculous amount of like Instagram visuals, but I think it was the writer's fault on on that part because there's, there's a lot of script issues in this movie. Okay. Why is Doomsday cool? Doomsday is cool because he was able to kill Superman, beating him at his own game. He overpowered Superman, beating him to death. But in this movie, what does he do? He stabs Superman. Superman is depowered by the kryptonite, which he shouldn't have been trying to stab freaking kryptonite into this monster in the first place wonder woman is not uh kryptonite is not deadly to wonder woman and even batman could have lobbed that thing at him superman could have thrown the the freaking spear at doomsday anyway why is doomsday cool because he killed superman beating him at his own game beating him to a pulp but he stabbed superman in this and so not only does he look like a cave troll or whatever those trolls are called from Lord of the Rings, he he doesn't even get to have the cool part of his character, the fact that he's stronger than Superman and he's strong enough to break Superman physically. Yeah, so it's not even doomsday really. Mostly, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and this movie continued to kick me while I was down. First of all, this movie was like uh, being being promised uh, a like a f- five times better than any Christmas you've ever had type of Christmas, and then you know, but the 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 drawback is you don't get Christmas for three years, but you get like an amazing Christmas at the end, and then when I get to that Christmas, I get like uh socks and a piece of gum. That's that's the level of disappointment that I that I have for this movie because I was so looking forward to it and it's just it's just not good. And if I hadn't been looking forward to it, I maybe I wouldn't be as passionate about it. But I would still be like this is bad and that is bad and that doesn't make sense and this is ridiculous. I just maybe wouldn't be as passionate about it, like I said. But they continue to kick me while I'm down. Uh, there's a story that came out that they were looking at serious, imposing, imposing guys like Bryan Cranston uh, in their casting process. They, the, you know, the officials, the the official like news report was, oh, they had cast Bryan Cranston, but really they were just in talks. And then, um, freaking Jesse Eisenberg comes in and uh, auditions for. Uh, Jimmy Olsen, uh, Jimmy Cannon fodder Olsen, in this universe, um, but they, I guess they didn't like him, or he didn't like he didn't like the character, I think, and so he um, auditioned for um, Lex Luthor, or just kind of asked to, hey, can I be Lex Luthor, And uh, singer, not singer, geez, uh, oh boy. I forget Snyder. Jeez. Snyder was like, man, this guy's crazy. This could be this could be a really good uh, weird interpretation of Lex Luthor. No. <laughs> that was the Riddler. That was not Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor is a serious intelligent man and rational other than he wants to, you know, kill Superman. But he's he's a rational human being and that that Lex Luthor was not was not any good. And then just the, the the fact that they were looking at Brian Cranston and went with Lex Luthor just just kicked me while I was down. It was like 2 weeks later. I was like, "Oh, you didn't like the movie? How about this? Take it. Eat it." <laughs> yeah. It was real bad. Real bad. All right. Um so, if you want to <laughs> if you want to go see something good, Uh, go watch, and good and dark, go watch Daredevil on Netflix. (sighs) I think this episode's been a little bit of a downer, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna edit in something funny at the end. Not gonna tell you what it is, it's gonna be a surprise, but I hope you enjoy it. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye bye (laughs) Lady, let it go, don't hold it in. That air's gotta go somewhere, okay? Don't. (laughs) We got a sea lion in row five (laughs) Did you actually just make that sound? Just blew your pancreas out of your mouth, lady Let's calm down Listen to her, she'll do it again (laughs) It's always the women Because the women hold it in They're like, oh my god, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh They always make the pig noise.